Turtle calm, turtle calm, replace my rage with your calm. Take me back where I belong, back when my life had hope. Alex and Tim lend their voice to Old Splinter and the boys. Tell us tales of turtle toys and Pat Fraley's quips and quotes. Cover me with toxic goes. I've got nothing left to lose. Give me Bebop, keep the booze, cause he's my favorite swine. Turtle cum, turtle cum, two kilos of turtle cum. If you teach me what I want, then April could be mine. Greetings, turtle cum listeners. What up, we all welcome to a place of living. <laughs> I love the soul that is in this room tonight. Ooh, girl, it's going to get so deep tonight. Mm. Welcome to another fine episode of our classic TMNT nostalgia. We are your hosts, the famous Tim Smith and... Daleks, the Southpaw orangutan. Left-handed? Yep. Today I am. <laughs> <laughs> As I put my pen in my left hand. <laughs> okay, I was going to say, does that make you ambidextrous then? No, no, just tonight I'm going to be left-handed. Okay. From this moment on. <laughs> 24 hours only. More like the next hour. Like an online rental. <laughs> you get the use of your left hand. Yeah. If you're listening to us, odds are you went on to iTunes and searched Turtlecom. That's what most people do. Or you were spelunking... And there was a weird reverb and an echoey kind of like cave situation, but it was just somebody's like dying iPhone that was set to the podcast app, and it was our podcast. Yeah, you might have heard us that way. If, yeah, if our dirty thirty was the last thing you're hearing, <laughs> then we have accomplished so much in life. All the dreams I ever had, really. Yeah. <laughs> Listening to our banter on the way down the river sticks. Right. <laughs> But we also have a Facebook page and a Twitter account. And I just posted an image of our guests and myself to our Instagram that you will have seen before this even airs. Mm, you'll probably have long forgotten about it, so go back onto the Instagram and... And like it again. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Joining us in the studio today, uh, we have with us for the very first time, Andy Wagner. Woo! Hello! <laughs> That's all I got for it, guys. <laughs> See you later. Have a good time. Relative of the famous Kurt Wagner. No, Kurt no Wagner. relation. Oh, okay. I wish. You're blue, though. That's no weird idea. that you guys aren't related. Your skin's entirely blue. I, I know, know. It's really weird, right? You would think. No, I have no relation to any of the famous Wagners. Not Robert Wagner, not Kurt Wagner, not <laughs> not the composer Wagner, nobody. I am this weird, like, nobody knows where I came from person. I like mystery. Good. That's yeah, fun. Yeah, it's nice. It's good. <laughs> Just going to say, uh, how's your brother from The Finder? <laughs> Wait, you know what's really funny? So he's the guy. Okay, let's back this up because he he plays the jerk in um, uh, she's out of my league. He so. was on Seventh Heaven for a while. Yeah, which guy is this? He's he's a nobody knows. Somebody has said he's in the Odd Couple now. He's is he really? Who's he's he in a the supporting couple? cast. He's like uh, one of like Matthew Perry's like That's friends. Sweet. Big big guy looks like he played college football but whoever whenever I meet somebody they're always like you look like the guy from that thing <laughs> and I'm like I what who are you talking about and it's it's actually funny enough it's, I either get that guy or they look at me and they go you look like Buzz Lightyear <laughs> and I'm like those are the greatest <laughs> two people I get that and that guy from that thing 
thing. Jeff Stoltz. Oh, that's exactly Jeff what I was going to say. I was like, you, you've always reminded me of a Jeff Stoltz type. That's, yeah. That's fucking hilarious. Well, yeah. cool. Yeah, get, yeah. You know Jeff Stoltz. They're like, if ever Jeff Stoltz needs, like, a little brother, you should make sure that uh, you get in on that. I'm like, I don't know if that will ever happen for either <laughs> of us, but I'll, I'll call Jeff and let him know. Or if you get famous and need a big brother. And then I can just call Jeff Stoltz Jeff and be Stoltz. like, this has been in the works for decades. Dude, Jeff, you have no idea. Uh, we just hired him for a three-episode arc on Zoo. Like, Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he wrapped out like two two or three days ago. Oh, Jeff no, Stoltz. it's been a week now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, that's awesome. He's a cool guy. But I'm sure he is. He's not Buzz Lightyear. Right. No, but that, yeah, Who those is? are the two most popular people I get, which is strange. Do you often put a, a clear punch bowl over your head? <laughs> no, that never, and never have I said the phrase which he is classically known as, which I've at, people have asked me to say before, and I've been like, no. <laughs> the phrase, I'm just Stoltz? No, 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 yeah, no uh, uh, yes, it's, uh, yes, uh, yes, my name is Mr. Stiltz. Like he will not piece. stop saying that in every show he's in. Every I'm Jeff Stoltz. <laughs> it's me, Jeff Stoltz. That's why the shows keep going. He did it in Enlisted. <laughs> he did it in October Road. Amazing. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he did it in Happy Town, too. He's... See, but here's the thing. You're listing off like all these credits, and everybody in the podcast is just like, oh, yeah, he's in that thing, too. Like, he's in that thing. And then just, that's all I hear. It's like, that guy from that, that thing. <laughs> I don't know him by name. But I probably know him by face. You will, I guarantee you will know him by face. That's what it looks like. I've look, seen. Okay. It looks like this as I remove my glasses from the listening uh, audience. Yeah. That is Jeff Stoltz. Okay. Yeah. Also in the studio today, <laughs> <laughs> returning for his second time on the show. Second Timers Club. Episode 12, Nathan Ballard. Woo! Hey, everybody. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks for coming back. Yeah. Thanks for being here. And thanks for being here, even though Nate, Larry Parr wasn't going to come back. Yeah, that writer that you... That you remember Larry. He yes. Was, he wrote that last episode you were guesting. I remember. Mm-hmm. He was he was a guest on it as well. He was a brief was guest, a but he didn't. He couldn't make it tonight. No. Which is fine, because he only wrote those two episodes. So right. It would be weird for him to talk about somebody else's work. Right. That would be awkward, actually. Yeah. I forgot all about Larry until... Did you right have that written down? <laughs> did you listen to it again? Like, no, when I looked up your... Like, what episode? Oh, you it said, up. It said Nathan Larry Parr Ballard. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. I don't even remember what he sounds like, but... He it would be really good. awkward if he showed up today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, who's this? What just happened? Oh, hey, guy. <laughs> Larry, <laughs> you sound different, maybe? Yeah. I've you had get some tonsils taken out? I had yeah, dental work. <laughs> my tonsils, I got my front half of my teeth taken out. Just the front half. So the right side's all gone. So you went from nine over out. Wow. And then you have eight from there. Yeah, what do you think? I think it's weird. Yeah. Actually, what's funny is when you said only the half of my teeth, I thought it went like every other one. So like <laughs> two front ones, like one was gone. Your two incisors, one was gone. Your two molars, one was gone. Well, it's yeah. interesting you say that because the bottom half, <laughs> I actually just half the tooth. Oh, yeah. That's, okay. So it's all rigid down there, but sure. it's easier to eat crackers. Those nerves, those nerves are exposed. Oh, yeah, no, and yeah, it's a little bit of pain. It's like yeah. it reminds me I'm alive. Sure, which is good. Hey Nate, hey, what's going on? Good to see you again. <laughs> wow, this did get awkward fast. Uh, Larry, it sounds like you've made some interesting life choices. I pr- appreciate you dropping by. I guess I appreciate your appreciation. Okay. Um. Yeah. Do you want a cookie? I would prefer to have a cookie without my pants. That's 
awkward. That's not acceptable. Uh, that, that, how does that... <sighs> that got Stephen Collins into trouble, and we can't yeah. do that on this podcast. Oh, yeah. right, right. Who's Stephen Collins? Don't worry about it. It's okay. You weren't here for the first part of this conversation. Yeah, I'm, I'm aware of that. All right, Jesus, relax. Don't tell me what to do. You s- <clears throat> Don't breathe like that through your teeth. It'll expose the yeah. nerves. It'll hurt. Oh, my goodness. Right. Sorry. 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 Oh, we're, we're, we're looking out for you. Like. I just, yeah. Just... I don't feel like it. I feel like it's, I've been attacked since I came in here. No. Well, uh, do you do you want to go? That's weird. Larry? <laughs> there you go. Larry, do you want to go? Wait, Larry. Well, wow, that's just storming off. Bye, Larry. I'll be back. Mm. Just never know with that one. Yeah, yeah he's an odd duck. <laughs> yeah. Also, did you see his elbows? It was really weird. It was strange. It, it was like it kind of looked. It kind of reminded me of like you know the the weird part of the NES cartridge. That yeah. Has that one like like groove in it? Yeah. The top. I don't know. It just looked like that. It's crazy. <laughs> so you can grab it easier with your fingers. Mm. Yeah, I guess oh, if you wanted to like, why would you want to grab his elbow? I don't know. Oh. I hope we don't see him again. <laughs> we probably won't. <laughs> <laughs> An emphatic no. <laughs> right. Oh, man. Uh, with that, I think it's about that time, though. Oh, Alex. it certainly is. Judge 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 It's time for comments and corrections. Oh, yeah. Mm. So we got so many comments and corrections. We're just going to see which one of these is actually any good. Yeah, there's plenty of comments to correct. Um, I do want to... Oh, this is not related to the last episode, but I wanted to at least put it out there because we've started to see some cast announcements for the next feature film Ooh. in the live-action uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle realm. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm just going to throw up in my mouth a little bit. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And you can talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead and throw up now <laughs> so that you get that all out of the way. Um... We'll get the bad news out of the way first, and then we'll get into the good news. Okay. Uh, so, Tyler Perry's been announced as Whoa. Baxter Stockman. All right. Which, not my first choice. I don't think necessarily anybody's first choice, but Paramount. But they're in bed with him because they've used him in the... I would have gone with, like, Glover. I think Glover's a little too old, but I think there's uh, still... No, 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 a... the young Glover. Oh. Well, Donald Glover? Oh, Donald? Uh, I think he's still too young. Yeah. I would have gone with Medea. Man. Yeah, is it? That's my thing. Is it Tyler Perry or is it like, like his Mandela. female version of Tyler? Or Perry? any of his other male versions? That, that would be a one stronger choice. Movie. Alex Cross would even be more interesting. I will say though, he was rocking good in Gone Girl. Girl. I knew you were gonna say yeah, that. He like, was, and he sure, was. you were kind of like, whoa, this guy can actually so act. You can do this. Don't write your own stuff and do that. But I think Baxter is such an interesting character that I don't know what he is going to bring to it. In terms of like, uh, we've seen iterations of Baxter where he's that nerd. We've seen him white, even. And then we've seen him as the dive... He, when was he white? In the original 87 series, before the, the fly transformation. He wasn't in this episode. But, yeah. yeah, Baxter was white. But the he Baxter... He like Sting. Right, yeah, yeah. But not attractive. No. Uh, but the Baxter I know and love is the African American Baxter from the yeah. comics, from the two thousand three series, the two thousand three series, and also now our two thousand twelve series was also an African American character. And even within those the two K three versus the Nick Turtles today, he was in one of them an arrogant, prideful genius. Yeah. Whereas in the modern day, he's just a bumbling buffoon. It's like because I I had a discussion about you know. Okay, if not him, then where else do we go with this guy? Because 
the reality is is that there was a guy that got this job in the first movie. He had a brief. He had a brief like in I don't, the first movie. Yeah, yeah in the first, the first uh, live action. Michael last summer the live action Ninja Turtles. Movie. Oh, okay. The first Michael Bay movie. There was someone cast and who played a scientist in a scene with Bill Fickner, uh, and it was just a quick. You barely saw him. He was there. He might have had more stuff that was cut left on the cutting room floor. Who knows? But you know he's he's gone and they've replaced him with. Of course, a more notable actor. But I mean, there's just so many other people, like the guy from who plays Ben Urich in Daredevil for yeah. Netflix. Yeah, he's a little on the older side, but he would be really interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of who else. I mean, we could even go as crazy as like if we did like the Terry Olympic- Crews. Terry Crews would be nuts. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I mean, like the Jamie Foxx Electro. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's still something valuable there. I mean, maybe that's too on the nose. But um, since they're not going with Todd Freeman, I even thought Orlando Jones would have been more interesting. Yeah. Than having you know mm. Tyler Perry. But because well, what's his name? Not Orlando Jones, but I was just thinking of uh, the in the Nick Turtles, the current Bebop uh, is. Good. Oh, Phil Lamar. No, is what? it Phil Lamar? It might be. Oh, okay. I was thinking of maybe it's not uh, maybe. one of those guys from Coming to America. Oh, oh Eddie Murphy. <laughs> No. It's two on the nose. <laughs> two on the nose. Well, Phil, Phil Lamar played Baxter, actually, in the the 2012 series. Yeah. Uh, you're thinking of J.B. Smoove. Maybe. Yeah, oh, you man. are. Yeah, he'd be good. He's, I mean, he's interesting. He's mm. a very comedic way to go. Right. Um, I think you get more grounding in Phil mm. Lamar or somebody of that caliber. Yeah. Um, I think J.B. is on the actually, far end of the spectrum. Because Phil Lamar as a live actor, like one of the his days of being on like Mad TV, he does look the part. Yeah, I don't know, and he could absolutely be made to look like that guy. Anyway, yeah, Tyler yeah. Perry's who we're stuck with, so we have to deal with it. On yeah. on the other hand, the good news is that we've now been uh, they've notified us that Brian T has been cast as Shredder, who I we've hired Brian on stuff before, and I love right. Brian as an actor. You, he did I forgot who he played in the Wolverine, not X Men Origins Wolverine, but the Wolverine. The Wolverine. Oh, was uh-huh. he the uh, the guy who was basically the old Asian man? No, no, no. Yeah. He was one of the, he was one of the younger guys okay. under him. Um, but he's a great. I mean, when I sat and thought about it, I was like, I don't think there's anybody else that should have done that job. So that's that's. So he's news. replacing the other guy. He is he is the shredder because Do I don't think we ever saw. No, we totally we, saw him in the last episode. I mean, in the last movie. Well, he was brief though, right? No, nah, he had a. We only saw him in the suit, like. When he was fighting the turtles, mm-hmm. and at the end, the rest of the time you saw him, like you know, completely. You're right. He was a little bit older, though. Yeah, he's an older dude. Well, this guy is not <laughs> as old as that dude is. Um, I don't know what the deal is. Maybe it's a misdirect or something. But he's in it. He's announced as Shredder, and uh, I'm interested to see what he does with it. Yeah, I guess I am too. The only the, the thing is like with this series that I mean, so many issues that I, we've we've discussed that like we personally have with it. <laughs> but uh, I think the one that really kills me the most is there is no link between Splinter and the Shredder. There's no True. backstory. There's no history outside of this time that Shredder just decided to take over New York, and now they're supposed to continue to have fights and and wars between the Turtles and Shredder and his. Cronies? Yeah, it feels like they're that kind of story dynamic. The you know the there's no history there. Well, yeah, there's no ins- impetus. Yeah, for them to be there's not a strong enough like 
I'm just gonna like a live action movie, correct? Yeah, the newest yeah. one. Yeah, it doesn't seem unless they're like looking to mine. My my thought behind that because I know it's the same thing. I was like, unless you're like waiting for a trilogy to form to like to have this be the Empire Strikes Back, like yeah. at the end of the second movie, the big reveal that like this is what that happened. But like at the same time, like wouldn't you want to bring that out early on so that you can mine that in later movies then rather than like wait to bring it out? But maybe they're just hanging on to it. Well, you know, like, how Sony has just been just completely up their own ass about making these X-Men movies? Fox makes X-Men. Fox. Sony, Sony makes Spider-Man. Spider oh, okay. Get it straight. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I guess Sony does a, a little bit of a better job with their with the Spider-Man series. But the, as far as X-Men goes, it's just kind of like, like, let's make a movie! Oh, that was good. Let's, let's make, make another, another one. one! Yeah, exactly. There's no thought, there's no care, and, I, and I've heard other people talk about this too, which is, you know, the Avengers, they are constantly laying groundwork. Right. Whether well, it goes anywhere or it does not. The, the luxury of Marvel being a smaller studio is that they can be so cautious and they only That's deal it. with their properties. Right. So right. they can focus solely on everything building into that comic universe just as if it were on page still. Hmm. And that's the beauty of what they've set out to do. But with the with the Fox owning X Men, I feel like they're a step above where Turtles is. Oh sure. Uh, because I feel like the Turtles was just like, at least with X Men, they realized, hey, there's a lot of see, there's a lot of history here. There's a lot of characters we can bring in and out. This is a franchise. Mm -hmm. We own a franchise right. now. Whereas the Ninja Turtles, this is kind of like we made a movie about turtles. <laughs> We almost didn't, but well, we managed to pull we it off. But we did it. Let's make some more money. Yeah. So we're gonna make a, another movie about turtles called Turtles Two. It's just kind of like they have—they don't even view it as a franchise. They're just kind of like, well, it's like we were saying, Hocus Pocus, Hocus Pocus Two. It's like we made one and it made money. Let's make another one it's, so we can it, make money. It, you know, that almost rings that if you brought up like the Sony Spider-Man thing. Until Marvel bought out Spider-Man and like is now incorporated into the Avengers universe, that was almost what Sony was doing with Spider-Man with the Amazing Spider-Man. They were just like, "Well, this worked, kind <laughs> <Right>. of. <laughs> Let's do another." Yeah, sort of. Yeah. Right. So I feel like the Ninja Turtles. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't have the, the awareness to think, "Hey, this is the 30th anniversary of a franchise. Yeah, yeah. We can cash in on this for a decade." But they have already made money on it. That's the thing. It's like, they all they barely had to but try. But it's the quick, like, one-time trick turnover versus the long-term, we can milk this cash cow for it's, generations. It's, it's, literally, it's literally the, um, the let's make a Fox X-Men movie or let's build out and blow out a universe like the Marvel Studio does. Like, that's the difference that you see. You see the foresight of Marvel Universe going, we can build a world yeah. for everybody going into, or we can just do one-shot movies to make a quick couple hundred million which they do make yeah. it did but then it's just kind of like well what that was good for 2014 yeah what about 2016 what about 2018 yeah and all the years in between doesn't matter is that going to sustain your entire company well no, no. the thing is is that Paramount's lucky enough to like be able to do kind of whatever they want you know so it, because they have you know all these other tent poles that they use and then all the, the smaller you know mm. big budget features that Anyway, sorry, I got us off on a whole thing. It's all right. I just wanted to talk about these people because I was emailing with Brian's agent today. I was like, "By the way, congratulations!" He's like, "Oh, it's totally great. I'm, you know, finishing up a vacay in Florida. I've been wearing a turtle shirt basically every day." I was like, "Well, that's what I would do. Good for you. Good for you." I mean, like, it's it's nice to know that 
good yeah. people are working. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's really nice to hear that. Right. And it's just like the, his agent's just as excited as he is, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's like, I've been wearing my ninja shirts almost daily. I may be more excited than him. Mm-hmm. I mean, what a joy. So, that's my comment <laughs> for the day. Sorry, I grabbed all over it. <laughs> no, it's, it's totally all right. It's just the the business we live in. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> that was a comment. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have uh, some corrections, perhaps? Uh, corrections. Not really corrections, more like expanding upon. Uh, we had mentioned Light Bright. True. It was like, is Light Bright still relevant today? Sure. I was hoping to look up sales for it in recent years, but apparently it's got some iterations recently. Okay. So I don't know how well it's selling now, or, I mean, as far as overall, but... Can I still go to Toys R Us and buy Light Bright today? I highly doubt it. I, 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 I think doubt you it. can. I, I would say digital. You could download Oh, but you... Oh, that would make sense. Like an iPad app? Right. From well, Light here's Bright. what I got. Here's what I got. Uh, Light Bright is a toy that was originally marketed in 1967. Wow. It consists of a light box and small colored plastic pegs that fit into a panel and illuminate to create a little picture. There are eight peg colors, as I found this was interesting. Green, blue, red, yellow, orange, pink, purple, and colorless. Mm. Just gonna, that was what we would, I would have called that white as yeah. a kid. Light. light yes, it's the light. color of light. It's the color of light. You get the one nerdy kid who's like, and actually, it's, it's the combination of all lights oh, in the spectrum. <laughs> it, uh, it mixes everything out. Okay, Nick, stand over there. Step out of Sunday school. Step out. Beat the crap out of you. <laughs> <laughs> so Mrs. Jacobson like, turns, her, turns her cheek because yeah. she's like, yeah, this needs to happen. <laughs> this needs to happen. I don't like this kid. I legitimately don't like children. <laughs> Why are you teaching Sunday school? We don't know. They made me. Yeah. <laughs> In the event the pegs were lost or damaged, Hasbro provided refills and or new other colors. Color by letter templates were also sold with the set so that children could create characters like Mickey Mouse, Scooby-Doo, My Little Pony, blah, 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 blah. Uh, but I just found it interesting that they were multiple colors, but it was also it was Hasbro, which I think was the company that did the original Ninja Turtles toy line. Playmates. I was wrong. It's okay. <laughs> I feel like they may have done some of the Ninja Turtles toys line down the line, or has it always been? I think it's always been Playmates. Okay. I think even to this day, they, uh, they still have the contract for the Turtles action figures. If you, yeah, if I was them, I would hold on to that. Yeah, I mean, it's been a cash cow for them for yeah. like 30 years. With current technology, Lightbright is now offered as an iPad app. There it is! Boom, shaboom! Nate to the rest. It just wouldn't make any sense to keep making those boxes. Those yeah. Boxes no. At this point. No. You save more money. There was at one point it said it mentioned it evolved into I think using LED lights instead. Okay. But I didn't see find that as interesting as the iPad and iPhone apps. Uh, I was gonna look for it on the Samsung and you know those mobile other stores, but I was lazy. Uh, <laughs> so there was two apps I found: the Bright Light. Yeah, real original. Okay. <laughs> and the uh, Retro Art Studio. Okay, so neither of these are actually like Hasbro produced apps. These are just like. These are like knockoffs. These are like a buck. Ah, I got it. Like, uh, you can kind of see. Yeah, here we go. Is, Ret- Retro Art Studio. I'm looking at it right now. It's uh, This is bright light, and it just looks like crap. It's yeah, that's the black screen. <laughs> Adam Wee. Adam Wee. Uh, but yeah, the that one, that the retro art studio is a lot better looking. Yeah, it looks like it, whoa, this is a thing. Yeah, it's like it's not just light bright. It's like you could make like little like eight bit art out of it. 
a dial a doodle pixel painter. Pixel painter, yeah. Pixel painter looks yeah. cool. Make a little asteroid like monster. Yeah. Oh. I want to hang out with this thing. Hold on. Uh, but, there you finish up a light bright. And that's the light bright, really. That's it. <laughs> and that's the light bright. Uh, um, yeah, so that was pretty cool. Uh, also, the fat cabby contest. Yeah. I found, I was just trying to see if there was anything like that. I did not find a fat cabby contest. I just, I can't even believe that. Uh, but I did find famous fat babes, five burrow eating tour, yeah, five burrow eating tour on the wheels of steel. <laughs> so here's, it's a website here at famousfatdave.com. Chow your way through the real New York City in a classic checker cab, minivan, or on foot. What? With a pickle man slash cheesemonger slash hot dog vendor slash bread truck driver slash food writer slash licensed tour guide slash cabbie. Really? Who has eaten it all? <laughs> <laughs> I guess he, this guy just does food tours around New York City and he'll be your guide. Hey, that works. That's some crazy You shit. also have something called feet. And like 6th Avenue. <laughs> like, you can just walk, and like, you can hit everything you need in New York. He has one thing on here that was the funniest thing in the world. He's like, there's a bunch of different tours you can do the pizza tour, the famous Dave, Fat Dave's Famous Fate Five, or whatever. Uh, one here was called uh, Taste Pickles with All Your Plots on a Pickle Tickle Tour. <laughs> That's I want to sign pickle. me up, guys. It starts at 1 a.m. <laughs> And you have it's the red light district it, where you start. Yeah, it ends in Chelsea at four thirty, and mm-hmm. you just kind of go around the block a couple times. <laughs> Don't really leave. Hands free. We give you one big jar of pickle juice to just wash out the flavor. <laughs> oh, New York oh, never great. sounded so classy. Never sounded so delicious, right? <laughs> anyway, my last and completely lighthearted um topic. For, for comments and corrections, as we are now getting way late in the night. Uh, are cats social? No, cats <laughs> suck, dude. I have one in it sucks. Uh, Let me rephrase. I don't have one. My girlfriend lives with me and she has one, so I'm subjected to it. A horrible antisocial behavior. I can, I've met this cat. It was friendly to me. I don't usually like cats. It's a piece of shit. But it's not friendly to you. <laughs> you like to think that it's friendly to you because, because dogs, you like animals, but it is not friendly to you. Okay, I also have a girlfriend, and her cat also does not like me. Her cat, the cats don't like, cats don't like humans. The fact that we domesticated them and put them in our homes <laughs> is messed up. They hate us. They hate us, Anybody guys. else here have a girlfriend who had a cat, what was your relationship to that cat? They run away. <laughs> I had a cat myself, so I know my cat loved me. Okay, well that's your cat. Through my projection. But, uh, but yes, yes. <laughs> See, that's your the problem. You, you are projecting. You are projecting your feelings of love onto that cat. Uh, Dallas, what you just said. They want to escape. I have to keep eyes on the cat. I don't say my cat. The cat <laughs> in yeah. our house because if a door is open, he will escape into the wilderness. Now he's done this a couple times, and he has returned shaken, scared, and like not wanting to be a part of the outside world, but still wants to escape because. The house with humans is more terrifying than the world outside, which he does not know. <laughs> Cats, man. All right. Well, Sorry. I think that's a pretty valid argument. Looked up two articles, and there are a lot of articles on this, probably all from cat lovers. Right. But still, uh, this one was called The Unsociable Cat. Are cats really unsociable? 
by Sarah Hartwell, copyright 1994 and 2001. Oh, wow. Off of uh, messybeast.com. Messy Beast? <laughs> she says, uh, quote, a social species is defined as one which forms stable relationships. This sort of relationship is frequently seen in feral colonies and in households. Some argue that cats in these situations are displaying unnatural social behavior due to their enforced proximity to each other. Example, feral cats attracted to a food supply. Mm -hmm. Others argue that nurturing turns a solitary creature into a sociable creature. However, clear social behavior is observed including communal rearing of kittens by some females and cooperative hunting. Communal kitten rearing is also seen among household domestic cats. So the the thing we had re- um, observed was why are all these cats being attracted to Irma? If cats are you know if she's mm-hmm. just like a cat woman mm-hmm. that was like last episode, uh-huh. cat woman from Channel Six. You're talking about cats are attracted to April in that episode, right? Yeah. yeah. So we're saying if cats, but cats are like you know unsocial a holes. <laughs> was right. kind of our our thesis. But she's saying here that feral cats and domestic cats have been known to rear each other's young, hunt together in packs make friends with each other and be social in that regard. That's so weird because you brought up the thing of the food source and I house sit every once in a while for a guy who has cats because he needs somebody to... Larry Parr, are you coming back in here? <laughs> no, you're not. Okay, good. Um, he needs somebody to feed the cats while he's away and yeah, it, I, I think that they only exist in proximity because of that food source but I don't know what they do during the day because they all disappear and like crawl into the house together. That's the crawl into like the crevices of the house, am I right? Yeah. They're like, cave well, dwellers, man. Cave dwellers <laughs> can't yeah, see yeah, yeah, yeah. shit. <laughs> They're not social beings. They're cave dwellers. One other article I saw, this was on the Pussington Post. Stop. <laughs> Stop. Is that really a website, Tim? Yeah, PussingtonPost.com. Oh, that infuriates me. It intrigues me at the same time, which is really wrong. (laughs) The online cat newspaper. Uh, There's an article called Our Cats, Social Animals uh, by James Lochner, senior cats editor. James is a male and subjects himself to cats. Hold on. Willingly. Hold on a sec. What was his name and title again? It It was just James? Posted by James Lochner, senior cats editor. Oh, okay. <laughs> There's so much there that I want to talk about. I'm not, I, like... Okay. Senior uh, cats... Post, okay. Right. Posted on May 12th, 2012. I mean, none of these are, like, official publications, obviously. But it's on the internet. The Pussington Post? True. I don't know, man. That sounds pretty Prestigious legit. online. That sounds legit. Let me see. Are cats social animals? When people know cats only a little, they often think they are solitary creatures. They hunt on their own, and they seem very independent. The truth is, this is only part of the story. Cats can be solitary. They can also thrive on friendship. In contrast, dogs are pack animals and nearly always need company, whether canine or human. Uh, It goes on to say, essentially, that, you know, it's just kind of depending upon their environment and their situation. Cats will adapt to being alone, but they will also be very social if you know, if you have, a, I had a dog and a cat growing up, and the two of them would be fine with each other. Have you ever heard cats fight with each other? That's like the most unnerving, like sound it's, in it's, nature. It's the most horrific sound in the world. <laughs> I had, I had two dogs. I was telling you before, and like one of them went after the cat while it was on our couch, and 
the sounds that our cat made just terrified me more than anything else. There, because I've had to, I've been awoken by the cat sounds of screams. Yeah. Oh, jeez. And, uh... Cat screaming? Yeah, at each other, uh, or fighting with each other, and it's... It's horrifying. It's not natural. No, it's not, that's it. That's the best way to describe it. It's not natural. <laughs> well, that was kind of some corrections. Yeah, it was. <laughs> that was 25 minutes of joy. That was way too long. Yeah, we'll figure it out. This is the final episode of Season 2. This is Episode 13, Return of the Technodrome. Of course, it's written by Michael Reeves, who seems to be our most prominent author for these episodes. Yep. Oddly enough, the original air date was December 3rd, 1988, which was uh, prior to the four episodes that are chronologically... Uh, they, they aired after this episode. Hmm. So, wait, hang on. <laughs> I saw that. I saw that, and I was curious about this. It aired. The season finale aired. On December 3rd. And then we're, we're to assume that on December 4th, Fourth, like, December seventh, December fifteenth, December you know, and so were then the, the previous four episodes before the finale. Yes. Why, <laughs> dude? No this, idea. This aired on Fox originally, didn't it? Well, TV or... shows, older TV shows like Family Ties and stuff. I I've read that they sometimes their last episode of the season will hold over till the first episode of next season, hmm. and it won't be so. Like, it won't feel like a finale, so to speak. Mm. Uh, so sometimes you can tell, like, the actors, like, where they got really old. They got a lot older from episode one, season three, to episode two. But this doesn't make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even, like, some of the shows that I've worked on, just depending on production demands, they'll move episodes around in the order. But for animation, it seems weird to do that. Yeah. yeah, yeah Especially yeah. if it's, like... Well, sometimes, sometimes you have those standalone episodes on like the shows that you work on that are just like, this is just a filler episode because we need right, like, a yeah. week to fill 23 episodes. But for this, it was the season finale. Right. The, the Technodrome comes back yes. to Earth through Dimension X. And then, diso- not to spoil alert, dissolves in Earth's magma at the end. Right. Like, with <laughs> Krang and Shredder in it. So then feasibly, the next week... Then they're back, yeah. Then they're back the next week. I mean, as a child, I can't imagine... I mean, I was... But I think I would have so been too stupid to recognize it. Oh, totally. I would have had no idea as a child. I would have just been like, Shredder's back. What happened to his cape? You know? like The but, only thing I can think is that they were thinking, holidays are coming up. That's what Last year when we aired the original five episodes, maybe mm-hmm. they didn't get as much of a buzz during that month because sure. it mostly aired during December. Right. Uh, so perhaps they're thinking, well, the kids aren't going to pay attention in December. They're busy. Christmas coming. Hanukkah's in the full swing, whatever well, it is. Figure, do the math. Yeah, December third, December third, tenth, seventeenth, Christmas Eve would yeah. then have been the original air date for this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that yeah. makes sense. So it's relative to what the dates were. I, yeah. yeah, I think the idea was yeah, let's for, for everybody here. Uh, here's the season finale, so that when we come back in for season three, you will just pick right up. But Weird. it would make no sense if you were religiously following their schedule. Right. So I said, oh, okay, well, for some reason, Technodrome is back in Dimension X, and... <laughs> Everything seems to be fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> All's well that ends well? I don't know. Well, we open on April in the workplace. Mm-hmm. So she's this... She's typing. 
Which uh, I put down bullshit typing April. <laughs> just 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 just, just, just bullshit. Yeah, the director told her, you know what, just go ahead and just just type. Don't worry about the way the keys are going. All work and no play makes April dull. <laughs> then we flip around and show the screen and there's nothing on it. Yeah. So just a blue great. screen. He it very, really yeah. was. It really was bullshit typing. <laughs> <laughs> well, she was trying to make busy work because there was no there's no stories. It was a slow was news, day, slow news day. day. As they say at Fox News. Right. Turtles are not the most exciting thing in my life, is what she said. But according uh, to Irma, that is contrary. I would think that they are because Who is talking turtles, freakishly attracted to mutant turtles. Right? Yeah. She's young still, <laughs> but she just—I mean, she's met them and she just met Splinter and she, and she just met everybody. Yeah. Do you guys know how old April's supposed to be in this? I mean, she's an she's a young professional. I think somewhere in her late twenties, early thirties. Okay, so yeah. she's hanging out with teenagers. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Got mutant. Totally fine. Teenagers. Okay, okay. So that to be specific. Bridges the gap? Is that what you're saying? I don't know what it does, actually. Okay. <laughs> well, okay. All right, I'll, I'll just pose this now. I think, I think the turtles are homosexual. Okay. I do. Can All I of them? Can I, All of them. Just to piggyback on that. Not, not on really the turtles, but mm-hmm. on another person's sex drive. Um... I I had the chance, to, as you guys know, to pirate the all these episodes on on YouTube for season one. And you guys, Tim and Alex, know this series a lot better than me. Uh, is Irma's just sex craze for anything? Because yes. she is, right? Yes, for anything. Okay. So not just turtles. No, for anything. Like in the, in in season one, episode one, any she's like object. any anything with legs and a, a genital. It doesn't even matter if they're male or female. Like she was like <laughs> in episode one of season one, she was like. I just I wish a dreamy hunk would come and whisk me away, and then like, they open up on this. She's just like the turtles are. Dr-. I'm like, dude, like That's... you've got some serious attachment well, issues. I think it was the beginning of season two. There was one one Irma comment where I think something about a creature she'd seen, and Irma was just like, "Well, is it a man?" <laughs> <laughs> so I think she does, she she's looking for a male. Of, she needs a. But yeah. But then he, she seems to stalk April on occasion. That's so true. there's something I think under the surface there that we haven't really explored, or she hasn't. She hasn't explored. But she may just be hot for April. It may not be every woman. Yeah, maybe just by curious. Yeah. She hasn't had that college playful experience yet. She's just waiting for the newsroom when it's a slow news day, <laughs> like today. You know, it does. You, you bring up an interesting point. I feel like Irma did go like the vocational route. I don't think she. Sure. I don't think she had that yeah. college experience. She did the four year to four year <laughs> route. She didn't, she didn't incur the debt. She went to like New York to study journalism straight out and went to an internship early on. She didn't go to the four year route. <laughs> but April brings up this idea on a slow news day of what she should be privileged to, which I agree. On a nice slow day, fucking go out and see a movie, man. Yeah. Yeah. There, I don't know how journalists, I don't know if they're clocking in, clocking out, but don't tell your boss. Like, yeah. <laughs> say you're going out to research. Right. You know, but don't tell don't tell your boss that's what you might do. Because he obviously says no. Of course. Because he's Brent Thompson. Uh, the president of news. The president of news. Uh, likewise, Splinter decides to go out of town for an annual pilgrimage. And in my mind, I'm just like... Yeah, Splinter's going to Vegas. Right? <laughs> he's just like, such a convoluted explanation of what he wants to go do. Oh, he's over-explaining. Yeah. It's like, oh, I, I swear I'll be there. I'll be there. I'm going to fast in the in the forest. Three days of meditation. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's going to... Maybe not to Vegas. Uh, what's what's the 
Riverside. Screw Atlantic City. City. Atlantic City. Yeah. When, he was, when he was sitting on that log, maybe he's waiting for an Uber or something to come pick him up and take him. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And which was another thing is that that where they, so the New York City's sewers just dump into a forest somewhere. Yeah, that's yeah. What I noticed here because um, upstate. <laughs> yeah, it's across the Hudson. Yeah. He yeah he just was like whoa here we are this is the woods. The, Michael Mikey said something funny, which made me believe that he knew that Professor Splinter was going to Atlantic City because he says stay loose. Yeah, and I'm like oh uh-huh. he knows that Splinter's gonna go catch some yep. mousy poon. Michael and yeah, gamble well, away all of his you know. Well, Michael's a party dude. He has that sense. Yeah, he does have that yeah. sense. Yeah, just like just like uh, Leonardo and Shredder, or Splinter had that like shared psychic sense. Yeah, Mikey's understanding the party. Right. <laughs> I okay. So I, real quick, because you brought up the psychic sense, because they're like, oh, I didn't know you had that too. I was teaching improv yesterday, and God bless this girl. I gave her a note in her scene because I couldn't suppress my nerd enough to allow my teacher to come out and be like, comfort, you know, to be like kind. And I was every, whenever I teach, I hate it. I and she said telekinesis when she meant telepathy. And I was just like... Telepathy? Telepathy? Telepathy, I'm sorry. And I was just like... I had Because I had such a visceral reaction, I was just like... I had to, like, find every, like, molecule in my body to, like, delicately give her this note. Yeah, like, this this is is not the point of the conversation. This is not the point of the conversation. (laughs) The point of the conversation, improv, not specifying mutant powers. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But she specifically was trying to talk to somebody with her mind. Yeah. Not move objects with her mind. Sure, which is a clear distinction. And I just... And I told the whole group, I was like, I'm sorry, I know that this doesn't really matter to any of you, I just can't, I can't suppress who I am enough, and now I feel validated for all the years I was made fun of as a kid, so I'm just gonna, like, you can do with it what you want, but that's the knowledge. <laughs> that's, that so it's, it's too much. Yeah. And meanwhile, she was playing a ninja in the scene, and I, so uh, I guess ninjas uh, do have... Telepathy. Yeah, they do. Apparently. Ancient ones. Ancient telepathy ninjas. <laughs> Telepathic ninjas, I'm sorry. Crank up and decides to return to Earth. That's his his big deal. So here, Shredder basically has an iPhone with a stand on it. He does. Yeah. That's what it is. Okay, so the portal, right? Sends through. It sends through that device. Sure. Yes. Crank sends him a polarity fluffafluffu to <laughs> end quote. Yeah, couldn't, couldn't understand for the life of what he calls it. To suck the electricity from Niagara Falls hydroelectric plant. Through a portal to Dimension X to power uh, the Technodrome's whole system. Energy through time and space interdimensionally. Yes. To power the Technodrome. Well, this is my. This is what I wrote down even before we saw the Technodrome actually come out. Was like, if you can transfer things through the portal, why not just pull the whole thing in to power it? And then why go through the portal issue? Like they obviously had a communication problem too. Like on the on the iPhone itself. Sure. So I why if you can do that why not why doesn't Shredder just go there or they come out or whatever? I don't know. Maybe maybe well, I'm gonna get Well, the Technodrome's huge. It's like yeah, Death Star on like tank wheels. Yeah, I guess. A, I guess. Yeah, that's I was I was I was confused with scale on this episode. It's never my, very consistent. It's never very consistent. My, I think it's Mikey <laughs> says that it's twice the size of the Houston Astrodome. Yeah. I don't know if you guys have ever been to Houston and seen the Astrodome, but twice the size of Houston. Donnie couldn't throw one of his like stars stars into it and explode and cause a cavernous hole. Like <laughs> if it's twice the size of the Astrodome, that's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, but, it doesn't at all in depiction look 
via scale, like eye scale, like me looking on screen, I do not see twice the size no. of Astrodome mm-hmm. when I look at it. I'm like, maybe it's like a couple, it's like two houses on top of each other. It's big. It's big. It's big. Not that big. But what, but going off, off your point, like I feel like they could have transported that through the hole with which he sent the power milk factor. Right, mm. right, right, right. <laughs> Milk factor, that's what it's well, called. Polarity milk factor. And this, this is... Contactor? Contact? Polarity contactor? In this no in this scene, Bebop and Rocksteady are sitting on the couch. Like, they're casually with one foot on the couch. They don't look comfortable. I don't know. It, I almost pointed out we were watching it. Was it, like, really uncomfortable, like, couple cuddling? They weren't... They were pretty close, but not... I don't know if they were touching. Okay. I actually thought, saw the same thing. It looked like there was... Like, they went into the meeting, they had a fight. And they put their legs up to barriers. Oh, right, right, You know right, what I mean? Right, like, right, it's yeah, that yeah, moment yeah. where you're just like, I don't want to talk to you, so I'm just going yeah, to they put were, my knee up and yeah, barriers. There was something they were dealing with. <laughs> like, they they had they'll forget about it by the time yeah. they leave that room. They're dudes. Like, at the end of the day, they'll yeah, forget yeah, about it. It's not a big deal. But, like, yeah, they were in a fight. Speaking of fights, I really felt like... This is a weird thing to say, because I never use this word, but it seemed like... Krang's attitude was get me power, bitch. Yeah. Oh no, there was there was a. I feel like they both had like Krang. Krang and Shredder reminds me of like a married couple that totally. have been together for so long. I, I noticed that there was something about Krang's sign-offs. Every single time he said goodbye to Shredder this entire episode was very much like a, his Kurt. subtext was f you. <laughs> they were very curt. They were very like see ya. Krang and out. Like, yeah, Krang out. That was the first. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. <laughs> Animation-wise, there's this weird kind of consistent inconsistency that I've noticed on Donatello. Uh, he has his shoulder arm pads, but he doesn't have his wrist armbands through most of this episode. Hmm. And it blinks in and out whenever they feel like animating it and whenever they felt like didn't animate it. All the other turtles totally had their stuff. Donatello, also it looks like his bandanas kind of went through the whites and were bleached out a little bit. They weren't as purple as I've seen them in the past, but randomly had wristbands and then didn't have wristbands. I, I'll make this suggestion. I don't think he needs more armor than his shell because he was next to the explosion at the end of the episode, <laughs> blasted away from it. Totally fine. Totally, totally fine. fine. That shell is made of adamantium. <laughs> like that, I want that shell to make just my home. I'll be protected from anything. Uh, what was the what's the term again for the the belly? Uh, for the belly uh, is plastron. Plastron. So he's got plastron. a shell and plastron, plastron of yeah. yeah, it is. That's factual. Wow. That's real life plastron. Yeah. Counts and corrections, is, baby. Is that really what they call it right. on a regular turtle? On, on a regular, regular turtle, turtle, yeah. Hmm. Wow. Uh, let me see here. So we get a blackout. Yeah. Krang's gleeful at his capacitor's charging. So yes, Bebop and Rocksteady break into Niagara Falls. And start throw down the chart, the capacitor, the chart, the capacitor, whatever it is, the polarity the milk mi- factor. The polarity milk factor. <laughs> it sounded like milk. It factor. sounded like milk factor. No, that's what that's what I am calling it until this episode is over. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea what factor. word Krang said, and I'm fairly certain neither did Pat Braley. <laughs> he just muddled it up. Maybe would have enunciated it more. <laughs> <laughs> using a polarity factor uh, tonight. <laughs> and so, uh, electricity starts flying through the universe and charging the capacitors in Dimension X, and that's causing blackouts all over New York City. And that's where the turtles in April decide to meet, is just in an alleyway somewhere. Yeah, weird. Donnie has no wristbands here. Okay. In that alley. Did you track his wristbands for the episode? I did. Yeah. But then all of a sudden they came back while they were hacking Krang's... Uh, 
communicate who's their combo. Which is like moments later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's we get a close up of the turtle com, which we always love to see our, our namesake. And you can see that he has a wrist uh, band on. Sure. And then we cut wide out no okay. wristband. Yeah. Well yeah, that's that sounds like that's on the continuity girl who's watching. Yeah, who was the scripting on this episode? <laughs> <laughs> They're fired, it doesn't matter. They came back from a lunch break and he didn't come on. And yeah. But they're, they're also, like, the, the turtles were just kind of fidgeting awkwardly, like, with really bad animation back and forth while Donnie's just trying to fiddle with the turtle comm to listen to Shredder and Krang. Yeah. It was just kind of like, eh, scooby I don't know. Did I miss how they knew to, like... I think Donnie was looking for yeah. something he was else. For, I think he was looking for, uh... Yeah, I forget Love what Line? Was he was trying to find Love Line, and he came across yeah, Shredder and Krang. Fan. But he was, yeah, and then they came across it, and like that is quite something to come across your arch enemy's passionate you, plan. I actually made a note of that. You would think that if you're in the Technodrome and you're like the passing power uh, devices between portals, you could have a dedicated line. Oh yeah, we're just, we're just talking interdimensional communication still. Well, couldn't you talk yet, through the portal? Be like, hey, over, <laughs> over in dimension through through there. Yeah, right, right, right. You could you could send paper airplane messages through that. Even shit. pop your head out and be like, <laughs> "All right, so we doing? Are we doing that? Yeah, we're good. <laughs> yeah, we're good. Or even like satellite line of sight data, but for some reason they're still using AM FM transmitters. <laughs> yeah, the frequency you know? to, to to go yeah interdimensional communication. I mean, they could set up a firewire, a uh, fiber wire, no problem. Yeah. It's right through the portal. T one line. Fuck, get two two cans and a string yeah. through, through the, the portal. portal. That's fine. all you need. <laughs> Jesus. I, at some point, I just wrote so contrived. Like these yeah. stories that they write, I'm just like, I don't. Like, cause yeah, we we go to what? Yeah, Leo shoots off like a bat out of hell, saying, "Turtle power, sword in the air." He is. Leo has a fire under him like this whole episode. He's leading you, the pack. You, that's that splinter's out, so he's like, oh, that's true. I'm I can now do this. He says he's like, I'm I'm good. Uh, like we <laughs> Splinter's been training us. Like, we got this. Which like I gotta respect you gotta respect that man. Like he's like taking a little bit of the reins. I'm yeah. like, oh yeah, man. Yeah. Battle the Technodrome without the rat. Meanwhile Splinter's lost in the woods. <laughs> nice log splint. It's just yeah. like, <laughs> he's standing by a log in the middle of the woods. Uh, which was to me the funniest thing in the world is when they all meet up after the turtles get attacked he meets up with them and they're just like Splinter what what are you doing here? Yeah it's like perfect timing again (laughs) another another, like just happens like just like the turtle con thing the frequency just happens to happen right there but yeah the turtles fly to which makes sense this is probably the first time they've ever used the turtle blimp and it made sense for them to use it I travel from New York City to Niagara Falls I have a question about the blimp so they're fr- they're like free sitting on it. Like there's no oh yeah there's, there's no straps. Or there's no none. none. It, it's not even like like why have a blimp? They're bareback in it. Why not have a, <laughs> like a plane or a jet? And then April because we've always theorized that maybe their shells protect them over the jets that are on the right. side. <laughs> but she's just not straddling she a just jet engine. On, yeah, no big deal. Doesn't even give a shit. No. Can I, can I can I bring up the geography? Okay. Let's do that, please. Okay. As a, somebody who's lived in the Northeast. Yep. Everyone's aware that New York upstate is very large. Yeah. And Splinter, while he is part human, part rat, probably can't in what seems like a day make it all the way up to Niagara Falls. Now, the turtles have a blimp, so I'm going to 
I'm going to forget that area. Right. But, um, so it's I'm a gonna, blimp attached to jet engines. Yes. So, so I'm going to grant that travel. But he <laughs> he sh- he showed up, and I was like, he is one fast rat, dude, because he gets from New York City out the out seemingly the woods outside of New York City, um, and then to Niagara Falls in like eight hours. Yeah. Well, we he left in the evening. Daytime, he's sitting doing his meditation. Yeah. Well, we do assume he doesn't take any other transportation. No, he's on a meditation hike, dude. Like, you don't take anything with you. But when he's like, oh, I uh, sent something to the east or whatever, and he takes off, maybe he's like, cab, whatever. <laughs> like, from there. You're saying he gave up his his walkabout and was just like, no, well, I Once he senses danger. Something's wrong. Maybe. I, I mean, he doesn't seem like, I, I agree, it doesn't seem like something he would do. He's, I don't think so. Like, I feel, I feel like if he's in the process he's of a walkabout. He's just in a road. He did take, he, they asked him, you're taking a turtle com, right? So he maybe did he said, it. He said yes, okay. so we never saw it. Okay. Oh, right, yeah. But are there cabs that far out of New York City? There are. <laughs> okay. I've this. they are. They go, they go far. And and technically, actually, oh, yeah, hang on, Nate, now you're on to something. Because, <laughs> I enjoy this, I enjoy this logic, because um, if you get into a New York City cab, by law, they have to take you wherever you ask them to go within the state of New York. Really? Wow. True story. So if you, if Splinter did do a little bit of like a hail down of a yellow cab, and he yep. was just like, I need to go to Niagara Falls, technically by law of New York State, the cab would have to be like, all right, here we go. So he could feasibly make it to the Canadian border. I don't even know if he could make it to the Canadian border in a cab. Those cabbies drive like mad, though, man. That's, That's really a possibility. <laughs> I, I like well, this. okay, so... Can you imagine that cab fee, though? Lord. Oh, oh it'd be... Oh, it'd be Lord. It's a, they have an expense account, I think. But, <laughs> right, uh... Okay, so, right before they meet, they get shot out of the sky by by Bebop. I yeah, think. he actually used yeah. his gun. So, yeah, awesome. as, as they're falling, uh, one of the turtles yells, Kawabunga, but in, in a distressful way. So they use it for good and bad. So that's a, I didn't know it was an interchangeable word. Uh, but okay. also... It's they, like Aloha. Then they're yeah, exactly. <laughs> then they're floating down on that river, and they the they're floating right past the enemies. Bebop has a perfect chance to shoot them again, right? Because they're still alive. So why would you not take that? Why would you not do that? Like even if you miss, whatever you you just you you know you la- wasting an, a laser or whatever like that. I mean they're just let them go and like, oh the uh, waterfall take care of them. These turtles who have thwarted us time and time again. And he took the time, and I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh, he actually shot at them. Well, this is the second time he has shot at them in the blimp and hit not the glider and not the blimp, but the spot where they connect. (laughs) Which is (laughs) unbelievable marksmanship. Yes. (laughs) Second time this season. That's hysterical. Well, later when they're shooting at the blimp, when when they're riding away on the rope... They like well, multiple people are shooting and they hit nothing. Okay, can I also ask a technical question about the turtle blimp? Uh, you okay. guys don't know. Is this a hydrogen blimp? This is. Uh, it has to be, I think. Probably. Or no, was it? I, I think so because he wasn't using helium to inflate that blimp. <laughs> like that's not possible. I don't think so. I think it was helium. He went a bunch of like yeah helium tanks in Baxter Stockman's um, layer layer lab yeah. yeah lab okay maybe maybe and maybe Bebop wouldn't know this information but really I mean all he had to do was shoot a little bit of it and that thing Hindenburg's you know yeah, yeah. you know if it's a hydrogen blimp he doesn't need to hit that little thing question so typical blimps do we know what how do typical like Goodyear blimps today work I think it's helium I don't know I don't know I will look that up this week Argon. 
Definitely not hot air. No. Because <laughs> that's not going to hold up the whole observation deck. The only other thing I wonder about the blimp is what's propelling it? Because he's able to remotely control the blimp, but mm -hmm. the glider, which had the jet engines on it, there might be more, there's got to be more, like, engines on the well, blimp yeah, itself. Yeah, because he controls it to come down enough with the ropes hanging so they can grab onto it. Or, no, yeah. they get into and then they he's able to yeah. guide it to drop them off. Is there something on the tail that we, that... That, that can they can somehow adjust the trim of it? Well, there's a tail to it, but I mean, as far as directing it at the proper, you know, time to get where it needs to be, rather than just letting the wind carry it. Sure. Because uh, it he drives it, he steers it with a remote control. Donnie is better at inventions and science and being prepared than Batman, because he is. Yeah. Unlike, yeah, like yeah. Batman, who might not be able to foresee some things, it feels like Donnie, no matter what, is always prepared. Donnie's got a, a turtle sense, if you yes. will, to, yeah. like, what's coming soon. I'm going to invent this, or if I need something right now, I've already invented it already for this situation. Oh. He does machines. Yes, he does. Uh, once on the ground, Splinter walks up to them out of the trees. As the giant glowing hole in reality drew him to their location. <laughs> and the giant glowing hole inside of the plot of this episode. Yeah. Uh, April said something here that... Yes, yeah, I know what she said. You, okay, you're with me, right? Yeah, yeah, you know, go ahead. Go. I, I hope we're thinking about the same thing. Because I'm confused as to why Niagara Falls got lumped into the romantic destination category. Uh, yeah, I wrote the same uh, thing down. <laughs> like, I, thank you. I, it was, I've heard... Like, I think back in, like... The 20s and 30s, it was a romantic Wait, destination. Pe people get married on that ship. There was an office episode devoted to yeah. it. That, that they yeah. can get married on that ship, whatever it's called. No, yeah, no, I don't know. Know. yeah, but they're staying on. I've never been, but I hear like it's just a like it's it's just a flashy tourist trap the yep. whole way around. Yep. But apparently, people get married on the ship. They get married on the on the um, on the overlook area. Also, some, did anybody else notice what what I think Mikey said or or Raphael? No, I think it was Raph said right after the romantic. Bit. Mm. It's like we should have gone over this in barrels. That's what? death. Yeah. Like that is an immediate death if you go over Niagara Falls in barrel. That is not fun at all. You die. I think one person tried it at one point, right? And he died. Yeah. Okay. There you go. <laughs> like, like, you don't do that. From what I've heard of it, many people have tried. Like one has survived. Yeah. It's not. It's that's, not. That's death. That's. But they do have tight, they have adamantium shells and plastrons, though. Holy hell! <laughs> <laughs> but no, but, but, but back to your point. It is it, it is an actual. It's a romantic destination for. Well, a when did that yeah, come to see. be? That's Who that. decided this place that now we've exploited worse than Disneyland is now a place of romantic destination? I do, I honestly don't know. And, and and you're right. It doesn't strike me as any. That's Niagara Falls. One of those things like. I don't need to see. Like, I'm just like, that's a big rushing thing of water. Like, it doesn't strike me as anything nice. So, I, I don't know. I don't think of it like that. But, I... Mm, water. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I wasn't talking about that part. There was a part where they they huddle up and they're talking about, like, what idea they're going to have. Dude, look at oh, that. Oh, it's capital letters. It was so funny because it's like, why huddle? There's nobody around. Like, just keep talking. Like, you guys are I, continuously changing ideas. Love it. I love that moment so much because I, I thought the exact same thing. I was like, I don't think anybody is anywhere around nope. in earshot. And, like, if they were, there's rushing Niagara Falls behind you. Why are you talking in a whisper? Like, Speak up, Leo. People could miss some shit, well, and it would not go well. And so then they they are trying to come up with an idea, and then April says, "I think I have an idea." And 
everyone's uh, silent. But two people, but I think Splinter It was and, John, Raph, and Splinter. They all look at her like, oh great, a woman has an Wait, idea. Okay, can we... Look, bitch, you'll talk when we wait, ask wait, you to ask you to talk. <laughs> wait, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna play this game one more time. So when I was watching season one, episode one, I wanted you to bring up this moment, okay? For the first gang for the first moment that April O'Neil is like uncovering the Foot Clan and saying all this shit, and then gang members come out, right? Yeah, yeah, she has right. a full camera crew with yep. her in a truck, and it's her. And the cameraman just goes like, ah, uh, I'm not doing this, bails. Her assistant's like, I gotta clean my fridge, bails. And this other guy stumbles off on some sort of like random excuse, bails. Leaving April O'Neil, a woman, alone with seven gang members coming to attack her. <laughs> in and New like, York City. In New York City. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I'm sitting there listening, watching this like, holy hell, this, this is 1987, this is so much different. I thought the exact same thing looking at this, like <laughs> a woman spoke. Why are women in existence? <laughs> we don't need them around. Let them get killed by gang members, and really, if they have ideas, they can write them about them in Cosmopolitan. That's literally <laughs> what I thought when I saw that. It was horrible. I mean, the fact that we all noticed it means that it must have fucking been intentional, and that's so the scariest thing about it. There is one moment toward the end where, which will come back to, to why I think that they're they're not interested in women. Like I think that they're just homosexuals. They just happen to be that. But uh, I don't remember. Where, it'll be in the notes somewhere. Um, so there. we cut after they give her that death glare for having <laughs> spoken up. Sure. Um, but she does offer herself as bait. Because she's been in this situation before. She's dealt with gang members. She's like randomly attacking her since episode one. And then, yeah, so they... Donnie and Mikey pick off a foot soldier and a rock soldier while April is being bait. Right. And she's recording it too, isn't yeah. she? Uh, yeah, that's how she's distracting her. It's like, hey, smile for the camera. Right. And knock over the, the edge into the river. And then Rocksteady gets like spores in his eyes. A la like a like a knockoff Pokemon attack from Venusaur. What do you mean the sleep spice? The sleep spice. He's in sleep spice. Sleep yeah, spice. Splinter throws quote unquote sleep spice into uh, the eyes of Rocksteady, and he drops like a ten ton uh, sack of hammers. Now I love alliteration more than anybody. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just for the record. He's the king. He loves it. Because, after all, it is Splinter's Sleep Spice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, true, 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 true. Splinter's signature Sleep Spice? <laughs> but it comes out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's just ridiculous. So he took oh. two things on his journey. He took his turtle comb oh, yep. and his Sleep Spice. I mean, you can make Sleep Spice out of herb and sage or something. That's It's around your feet. But he also but he also says it's not gonna last for very long on somebody his size. Mm-hmm. So So he's calling him fat. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> well tie him up or kill him. Like tie Rock Steady up or kill mm-hmm. him. They've had like in that like we pointed out, Leo was on top of him with with swords. Right. He was on his back. Rock Steady was prone face One down. Also like arms crossed yep. ready to ready do to the, 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 the confrontation. Cut off his head so like Count Dooku in episode 3. knock his back wide open, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. But they don't, they don't even cripple him. They just put him to sleep. <clears throat> I just wrote physics, nope. Because <laughs> the Technodrome at some point just drops. It just out of the portal and sure. just drops right there. And you were like, oh look, if this is happening. All right. Yeah, it just, it's just there. And Krang's reinforcements appear almost instantly around yeah. the turtles. I yeah. Mean, they're always sitting there ready to go. Like, yeah. no matter what. 
there's one establishing shot of them like in a line flooding out of the technodrome, but they're just there. Like as Circling. the camera passes, um, pans out, you just see them just surrounded by legions upon mm-hmm. legions of rock and foot soldiers. I think it pans to one shot of the turtles, and somebody has a line like, "We're going to the, the big, big pet, pet shop in yeah, heaven," and, and then the, everything multiplies. Before that, they go. One of the turtles says. Pray for a meteor, and then they say we're going to the big pet shop. So either extinction, there are some religious or we die anyway. Yeah. That's what he's asking yep. for. They, they, there's big themes going on. That's some serious religious uh, content. You're exactly right. Yeah. It's like a meteor or pet shop in the sky. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which I feel like we've heard that line, pet shop in the sky, at least, in, if not in this season, maybe in season one or something. Okay. I feel like that Probably. it sounds so familiar, not just from well, having watched this recently. When Michael Reeves gets an idea in his head that's beautiful, uh. he's going to continue to reinforce it. <laughs> so you know Michael, too. I know I'm peripherally through Lair. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've had dinner parties with Lair, and then Michael's come over. He's much he's much cooler. Yeah, well, I could tell. He, yeah. Larry writes a real dinger of an episode, but Michael, yeah. I mean, he's Well, fun. Larry was my, mows my lawn for free. Yeah. So I, always, I feel like I must invite him sometimes. So you knew about that weird teeth thing he had going on before I, for a while. Yeah, for yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he calls me and tells me about it. Usually, I just let it go to the answering service. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what, service put, what service do you use? Butterfield. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah they're nice. Those Which two one? people over there. Uh, Butterfield. Uh, mine's Butterfield three eight one. So you just call that, and then they're like, uh, "Hey, Mr. Ballard, uh, here are your messages for the day." And lair, 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 lair. Well, you should post a series of those on YouTube because yeah. I bet that would get a bunch of hits. <laughs> I know it would. I know it would. I know it would. But then you know someone's gonna change my wiki to say he's best friends with. With Lair, and it's not the case. What's what's Lair's last name? Par. Par. Par yes. <laughs> yes. I know. That's all I know. You just know as Lair. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Peter Lair. The turtles. The yeah. turtles escape from this scenario because it's commercial break. Thanks to really uh, Krang's hubris to, to decide. No, I want to destroy him with my really big gun. Yeah. Which just seems like a complete substitute for his own manhood in mm. a way. Agreed. Yeah, well, if you want to go psycho, you about Krang. Yeah, let's let's bring Freud into this. Why? Not, I mean, he doesn't have any. Invite Sigmund right in here. Yeah, let's let's call Freud. And I mean, Craig has no, he has no sexuality. No, just, he lives in a pansexual robot, right? No, but Krang, he still has a mother, and um, in inside of his body, he dreams about the womb of his mother brain of which he was born. Sigmund, if you were to call it a complex, what would you call it? I'd call it some mother brain complex. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Because mm-hmm. he is the origin of brain, and his mother is his origin, and he longs for a, se- a sensual experience with his mother. So it's, so it's not, it's almost more Electra than it would be Oedipal? I would say it is probably Electipal. Electipal. Sure, yeah. Can we coin that phrase? Yeah. Yeah, hold on. I must light my cigar. <laughs> but you might coin that phrase. Typical for a fashion. You know what? Yes. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. Well, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna get back to this I, thing. I was, yeah, I always thought that the, the, um, it's like in the, in the Incredibles when they're like, you're, I caught him monologuing. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, monologuing. And I, as soon as you did that, I was like, it's something's gonna go wrong with your laser. Like, you could just have mm-hmm. the foot soldiers kill them right now, and you'd be fine. Okay, so the turtles are all, like, surrounded, surrounded, and they are so calm. They're, like, almost serene with it, 
And then I think it's Donatello. Like Toy Story 3, where they accept their fate. Well, yeah, yeah but that's <laughs> like an emotional. They'll that's, take hands. Oh, they're man. like, this is the end. This, we're done. But there is one part where I think, I think it's Donatello, but he go, but he's like, nice knowing you. And then he goes, oh, and you too, April. Like, <laughs> he literally sections off for right. April again. Which again makes me think, maybe it's just an April thing, but it makes me think that not only are they not respect, respectful of women, but I don't, that's why I think that they're sexually attracted to not women. I don't know. I don't know. I, maybe I, that's. I'm that's pretty sure I heard period. this time <laughs> saying. I'm splashing for Oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, that I'm really going to miss you guys and you too, April. As in, because she's a woman, so he has to address her specifically because he said guys right 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 so interesting oh, so and, maybe they're actually he's being advanced in their post after 1988 <laughs> respectful of women and saying you're not a guy I'm gonna miss no. you too I recognize yeah, your differences yes and I celebrate and I celebrate them alright I'll accept that possibly it depends on the, the I feel like it depends on the uh, the way he says it maybe mm, yeah intonation intonation but they escape. They, they escape this death trap because yeah, there's not enough juice in the drone to blast them to kingdom come like yeah. it would have. Mm. Uh, and they escape using their signature stylized violence and the luck of the turtle villain just happening to pass by at that moment. Somebody shoots a laser at Leo. He bounces it off of the Technodrome and then up to break off a branch off of some magical floating tree. I wrote, I wrote, um, laser versus tree. Tree <laughs> will always win. <laughs> in, a, in that battle, tree you know, wins. nature yeah. is a victory <laughs> because you you cannot bring in technology to 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 usurp. The mother nature. Yeah. You must. Are you related to Tommy Wiseau, Doctor Freud? <laughs> I do not check lineage on the websites because I do not trust technology. Also, do not do a regular, consistent accent. <laughs> it's the improviser who tries to do an accent. It's a muddled thing of Scottish and Russian. And I mean, Italian I think it was Asian at one point. Yeah, it's just people are from everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> It just goes up and down in a weird There's way. There's a little bit of Sigmund Freud in everyone. That's right. Oh my god. <laughs> Turtles escape, and Shredder does a pouty dance with the graceful moves of a marionette. You remember that sequence? Where yeah. You know, no, no. I, I couldn't even listen to this. I wrote so much exposition. What the fuck are they saying? I couldn't hear them because it was just information. Also, and this is the first time we heard about Crane's plan to make earthquakes in New York City. Am I right? I've, I don't remember. Yeah. I think this is the first time. I think it's Shredder's first time, too. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it looked like. <laughs> so at this point, we're at least more than halfway through the episode. Yeah. And Crane's info dumping that his ultimate plan was to come back to Earth to this dimension, to Earth, to make a cataclysmic earth, um, earthquake to take over New York City for his base of operations to I feel like he came up with this in the shower 20 minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, like something, well, my laser didn't work to kill the turtles, so let's go with my plan B, you know? <laughs> yeah. His plan 9 from outer space. Oh, Ooh. nice. I would have rather watched that than yeah. watched oh, Tremors. Via Crane. Um, oh, and then Splinter makes some comment just to ramp up the energy here. It says uh, something along the fact that it's the final battle. Yeah. Maybe they didn't know they were coming back for another season. 
Of course, they did it yeah. for the four holdover episodes. Mm-hmm. So they're they've tracked the te- they've retreated. They've tracked the technodrome down into this cavern. I don't know how they. Tra- I guess it is a technodrome, though. It's really easy to follow. It's enormous. Found really. it immediately. It, yeah, if it's an enormous hole that they're following, I mean, I think it's pretty. You guys won't be hard to find. Yeah, eventually you'll come across it. So they Uber down to the technodrome. Right. <laughs> hop in a New York City cab. And by law, I used to bring them to the <laughs> Yeah, you can still nurse them. And then, um, like, Donnie just happens to have that explosive throwing star. Right. That goes through more than an inch, I believe, is a foot of titanium. Yes. Why not have a bunch of those and use them all the time? He's got a bow staff, and he, he's using that yep. over explosive... Shurikens. Yeah, which armor piercing shurikens. They could have used that armor piercing shuriken during that when they were surrounded. Like they wouldn't have had to do the laser bounce. I bet you Shredder would have been dead months ago. Yep. If those exploding shurikens. Shurikens? I don't know what Shariuken? Shariuken! But then he desperados it and just walks away. Or he walks, gets blown away, and walks up totally fine. Like I said before, man, whatever is made makes it up his shell. Man, like, not a scratch yeah. on him. Maybe some soot, maybe some dirt. But that's it. That's it. Charles used to sit in dirt. Walks up fine, man. And so they, uh, they run into the Technodrome, which sets off. I guess some sort of like a Seven Eleven bell or something to alert for Shredder and Krang. Sure. Not that we hear it or anything. It's just they're aware. Hey, somebody broke into the Technodrome again. They have the worst security system. Bunch of Star Wars chasms. We've got can, some bridges. Can, let's let's really dive into that, All right? Because like, it's really, the last most important part. Man, it's really Star Wars right now. <laughs> like to the point that it's that's a you could have directly pulled from that script and Splinter. it would have worked. Splinter and Shredder peel off from their respective groups, right? Uh, because they sense one another. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is a presence in the Force, and they have to do battle. And it's in a chasm on a bridge. Mm-hmm. Although uh, to me, it reminded me more of the the where the bridge was out in Episode Four or mm-hmm. in A New Hope. Yeah, and Luke and Leia have to swing across. Right, right. That's, that's what I thought it looked like too. Like I expected somebody to swim, swing across at one point. It felt to me like a hybrid of Episode Four and Episode Five Chasm. So we had Episode Four Chasm that you guys were talking about. Episode Five Chasm, interesting, is true. where Luke gets his hand chopped off. Yeah. And there's that kind of like. But there's also that part in Four where Obi Wan is deactivating the tractor beam. So sure. Actually, so that was another chasm that kind that of was very much the same. So was this chasm. So it's like a combination of all those chasms. <laughs> And uh, the battle next to Millennium Falcon before Obi Wan is true. Gets, yes, is taken out. Yes, uh, but cool. in the background, it's it's yeah, it's it's these two metallic boobs. I don't know, <laughs> like firing <laughs> lasers, lasers back at the bridge. Yeah, yeah. Why are they right. firing at the bridge? <laughs> yeah, no, I right. don't think they weren't. They were like I think it was just like they were passing back, current back and forth. And then I guess the idea is the Technodrome comes unglued and they're swinging. Or to something. me, it looked like they didn't even start shooting until the Technodrome like fritzed out. Like, and then all of a sudden it's like, let's shoot these lasers off because there's something fucking wrong with the Technodrome. Well, I feel like okay, I'm pretty sure while this is happening, Donnie and the rest of the turtles are in like the circuitry room and Donnie's right. messing with the stuff. Yeah. 
And then I think Bebop and Rocksteady break in and, and the lights like, go off. Watch out, you'll damage something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then Bebop and Rocksteady decide to not shoot at them, but then they actually <laughs> crash and end up damaging something. Yeah. And then they cut back, and that's where the bridge gets cut. So maybe the uh, lasers got readjusted during that whole circuitry. During that weird rave sequence where the lights are coming <laughs> right, in. Right, right, right. Bondage rave. Bondage yeah, rave. Yeah, they're all tied up. Oh, yeah, they're all tied up. And that was their choice. Tied up. Yeah. The turtles had nothing to do with them being no, tied up. They didn't have enough rope. Just oh, one thing I wanted to note, and this 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 phrase is starting to bug me, because uh, I keep hearing hear it. I keep hearing Shredder say it all the time. I think Splitter says it all the time, too. They refer to each other as their ancient enemy. Right. Which I can only think means either they've been enemies, like, forever, or for, like, you know, since ancient times, or that this feud has been going on for a long time, or that they're just calling the other guy old. I don't don't know. There's not really a, a place for logic to exist here. Because it's not like they're over the age of 50 or 60. They're not. No. But they knew each other in the ancient world, but yet it's still modern day. It, can we can we chalk it up to just antiquated language and like lost in translation that maybe like the Japanese ninja and like they that ancient is translated from a Japanese word that might mean something different? Like I, I'm so hungry my last I it might my ancient dinner last night didn't right. sustain me. Right, or, or like, or like, I had um, my 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 uh, my father just turned sixty. Man, he's, he's ancient. ancient. Yeah, okay. you know? maybe it's a reference like in Final Fantasy VII. Better how uh, they have uh, the ancients. Mm. She, uh, what's her name? Aerith was an ancient, mm-hmm. I think. And so the idea is that not necessarily that she herself is really old, but she comes from an ancient. Heritage, okay. so maybe Shredder is of an ancient, you know, ninja heritage, and Splinter is from an ancient ninja. Well, that makes I like that a little sense better because if we go back to the first episode when we get their backstory, uh, they are very noble in their in their clan, respective clans. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was they were they, they were unified until yeah. Jealous Shred or Ukusaki fucking you know sorted Splinter in the back. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe that's it. It seems a little bit reachy. It's a bit reachy. Uh, Christina? <laughs> yes. Um, I just, Talk about my first Hollywood crush. Just just to, to keep commenting on the strength of their equipment, <laughs> Shredder's cape is made out of titanium, because he fell at a good speed, and he hit a hook or something. And his cape just like hooked him caught up. On right away. Caught on. It didn't tear. It didn't rip. That shit's not cotton. And how is that thing wired into his body? Because shouldn't it have like hung him? Like ripped his head off. Ripped his head off. Or broke his spine. S- snapped something. Totally fine. Or at least, at the very least, choked at him. Yeah. So that he couldn't breathe. But no, he was like, wow, you. No. Curse you. Physics. Uh, well, maybe this is maybe this animation is what inspired the feature, the recent feature films cape, because his cape was made up of razors, I believe. Were there razors? I don't really remember. I don't know if he had a cape in the most recent one. He had loads of blades. I feel like he had a razor cape made out of razor. Yeah, I think you're right. It actually was Mach three. That made me remember the Dollar yeah. Shave Club. <laughs> and, 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 yeah. The Dollar Shave Club, yeah. Speaking of sponsors, by the Dollar Shave Club, today's TurtleCon. So the laser ends up just ending the battle yeah. by breaking the bridge in right. half. And, and almost and killing these two. Killing both of them. Yeah. 
they both leave through respective doors on opposite sides of the cabin. Climbing up the sides of the bridge. Uh, and then Splinter makes this awesome sound effects as he does a, you know, a front aerial um, flip out of the hole in the side of the Technodrome just in time before mm-hmm. it starts burrowing its way down into the, into the ground. Because of the reverse engineering that Donatello has done. Okay, and everything happens really fast there, but they're essentially they're safe. They've had their way back to the lair to celebrate. But the Technodrome burrows straight down. <laughs> they can't stop it. Yeah. Through the Earth's crust into a pit of lava, which I can only assume is magma. It's the center of the Earth. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Krang starts to gargle as he says his final lines. I didn't even catch that. Are you serious? Yeah. Which make like, and it wasn't one of his normal. You think he's gargling on lava? I think he's gargling lava. <laughs> well, it's a fitting death. They're coming back. Are they? They must. Why? Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's a season two cliffhanger. I can't assume it. Yeah, you're right. Who knows? Perhaps evil has wiped itself out. Finally. Maybe what he was just brushing his teeth. You would think, though, like, no matter what... We didn't see it. All we saw was the technical. We didn't see it close up on the scene. Well, you would think that, just, again, by physics, even getting close to the Earth's core, it would just dissolve. Yeah. Yeah. The whole thing. But, uh, so when they're back in the the lair, the turtles... Eating pizza. What does... He says... He he goes... One of the turtles says, I just realized something. Do you remember what his line was? Yeah, 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 because yeah, I do remember this because it's a reference to one of my favorite f- feature films of all time. April says, "I realize I'm the only complete human here." Yes. Right, uh, and that's interesting. She just realized it now. Yeah, yeah the, like uh, there's been a lot of time to just her. Yeah, and then she just realized it. Then. And why even acknowledge it? Why say it out loud? Yeah, like because it just makes you look like a dummy in front of these people who already don't want you to talk out loud. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> what movie? Something like it hot. Oh. Okay. Uh, Nobody's yeah. perfect. Sure. Um, it's the very last line. That's right. Oh, no, it's perfect. Well, the thing that stood out to me here is that she says that four half teenagers and half turtles saved the day, which makes me imagine half of, like, four half turtle <laughs> teenagers and then another group of four half turtles. So eight beings. Work, yeah, working together to stop the earth from being taken over by Krang. I'm just imagining, yeah, these, like, you know, like, teenagers cut off from the waist down. <laughs> You would think the turtles would drink more, because as teenagers sometimes do. Mm. Or at least get into more kind of like... Ruckus? Yeah, like they're dipping their toe into like life, seeing what's going down, but instead they're... There's not a lot of like... I don't have a lot of time, yeah. And I feel like they walk a certain lifestyle. I don't know. (laughs) We've addressed their sexuality. I don't know if there's a type of pornography that's going to cater to their sexual desires of the teenage, you know. I... I... Would like an episode where at least one of the turtles is like, "Cause I don't know what I'm doing. What I'm doing with my life. I don't have any urges. I don't know how to deal with them. Mm-hmm. There's a needle that came into the sewer the other day. And I picked it up, and there's something in it. But I, I try to. Anyways, I gotta go. You know, I gotta step. I gotta. I, I, I just gotta get away, guys. I gotta step back. For a little Honestly, while. that might be where Donnie went in the comics. They might have killed him, quotes, right. finger quotes, sorry for the listening audience. <laughs> but he might have just, like, gone somewhere. Gone to rehab. Yeah. <laughs> that may be... Did you guys see the image, like, the the the, the box of his death? 
No. Like the, the, the comedy panel? Host? Yeah, the panel. Uh-uh. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, his head is just crushed by Bebop Roxy. It's Whoa. it's kind of vicious. Are you me. making this? No, no, no I saw oh, it. Yeah, someone posted. Yeah, it somebody told me about it. Because Donatello is my favorite Ninja Turtle. Mine too. So, dude, when he when I heard that, I don't even read the comics. When I heard yeah, that, I was like, "You sons of bitches!" <laughs> well, it's crazy to kill the, the main four. I mean, that's insane. Why would you do that? Yeah, yeah. it's wild. Like kill Splinter, but main four. It's weird. It's a bold move by IDW, and I'm interested to see what that's going to pan out to look like. It would be interesting if they made that choice in the movies, but I that would never happen. No way. They would never take out one of the four. Yeah, it's tough, because as a kid, I was always a fan of Donatello, but I'm more of a Raphael guy today. Raphael, you, you, well, he's way less bitchy in, in this show than he is... <laughs> way less bitchy in, in this other, show. Yeah, in other... I mean, Rob Paulson does a fine job with him. I, I, like, I like Raphael in all iterations, except for the... The 2003 because it's like some shitty Brooklyn accent or yeah, something it just sucks it's like yeah I'm kinda angry yeah like you like a go bat that one you know that's the movies right that's the 90s uh, early 90s movies yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, okay he's still like such a piece of shit now. <laughs> he's I, such a piece of shit Raphael in, in, the, in the original movies man I I hated him <laughs> I was like this guy is so fucking on his own high horse his own so serious all the time well, should we wrap up with why this is the best Turtle episode? Yes, why is this the greatest episode of Ninja Turtles ever made? I I feel uh, just the questions that we've asked of ourselves and of society at this time and where we are right now with, with how we treat women. I was actually just going to say, the semi-blatant anti-feminism thread through this episode, I kind of dug, but I also, um, <laughs> I like the, uh, no, not dug, but I was just like, oh, wow, you guys got balls. You, yeah, you right, like, went yeah. there. Bold. Went there, like what you said, like, Dallas, like, it was it was enough there for us to notice. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Which meant that you guys wrote this. Yeah. And animated it. And animated shows. this. Yeah. But I, um, why it's the most important, I, I also just, uh, can't get over the blatant Star Wars Death Star ripoff. <laughs> wow. Uh, for I me, it's, it, yeah, no, but you're absolutely right. Like, all sorts of Star Wars ripoffs, but Everywhere. for me, it's just two words, physics, nope. Not <laughs> the entire thing. It was just plenty of physics. Nope. <laughs> That's why it's the best. I think just overall, it was the surprises, the surprises that each character kind of had along the way. Like I would, wouldn't expect Splinter to go off on you know uh, meditation hike. <laughs> yeah, old timey like sex houndy Vegas trip. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't have expected Donatello to. Hold this ace in a hole like Shuriken to yes. like, for how long too? Yeah, like how long did he have? Two that? seasons. Like, oh wait, I'm gonna wait on this one in case we. <laughs> I'm gonna sit on it. I'm gonna sit on this. I can only make one, so I'm gonna use it at the right time. I gotta tell the guys. They're gonna make me use it right away. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I also wouldn't have expected to Krang to be that purple this episode. Oh my gosh, I love that. <laughs> he was super purple. He was like, yeah, like borderline magenta esque. It was so weird. It was such a deep hue. Yeah, there was a lot of surprises for a lot of the characters. I'm retracting my. I think I'm retracting my oh, yeah. statement about them being homosexuals. I think it's ambiguous what their sexuality is, but I feel like now with our discussion, it's. Their agitation with April is it's that's just yeah a, sex it's a woman thing. thing yeah it's yep it's sexism mm. at its best they are really dedicated to the cause then <laughs> I think so yeah <laughs> yep. <sighs>
Thank you, Nathan and Andy. Thank oh, thanks, guys. Us. Thank you, Michael Reeves. Thank you. Michael. Yeah, thanks. For having the, the stones to write a <laughs> cliffhanger episode like this before the actual season is over. Now, I'm so glad that you guys could join us for this uh, season finale for them. Uh, for us, the season's just getting started here on season two. Right. Uh, I'm. I can't wait to see what Ninja Turtles season three nineteen. 89 brings us yeah. it's gonna be a wild wild frontier that we're gonna to explore together and that's when the movie the first one do you know what year it came out 1990 mm-hmm. oh okay so you got one more year yeah but they, they in theory they were filming it while this season was airing yeah, yeah. Generally, yeah. so there you go uh, if you guys got things to plug then I'll, it would be fine to do that um, I was just on a podcast called Talk Somewhere. So you can type a talk somewhere, but it's just a conversation. Not just. It is a conversation. Other than that, oh. Type in my name on YouTube every so often. Eventually, there's going to be uh, a web series up, but I don't know what it's called yet, and I don't know how long it's going to take to get there. Is it called Nathan Ballard, The Amazing? No. That actually is a good title. Mm-hmm. I think it's Taken. I think it's... Oh, yeah, it's going to be called Taken. Um, <laughs> Nathan Nathan has a particular set of skills. Yeah, I mean, it's me, yeah. Uh, totally. That's awesome. I'm about to have a daughter, so she'll probably get kidnapped. Sure, 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Taking the prequel. Be so you're playing the role of Liam Neeson before he has. Liam, who's Liam Neeson? <laughs> <laughs> Just watch He's out. He's a for fucking it. Jedi, okay? He's a Jedi. Yeah, he was, he was underused. I love him. We're talking Neeson. I, in nonstop, have you guys seen nonstop? No. Uh, it's like Taken on an airplane, but yeah, yeah. I think it's better than any of the Taken movies. Oh, it's really? Yeah, I think so. It's not, I mean, it's what it is. I'll check it out. Yeah, it's, it's worth a watch. Calico and Jeff gave that pretty high marks as well. I nice. did, that's right. I Taken 3 is, is absolutely horrible. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's, it's up there with like Equalizer. Oh my goodness Equalizer. gracious. What was that? Does Jean Grey become the Phoenix in Taken 3? Yes, she does. Okay, cool. Equalizer is Denzel Washington. Yeah, there's one, the first fight scene is amazing. You're like, oh, if this this might be good, but you're not. Man, it just gets worse and worse and worse. Uh, It's it's really long. What are you up to, Andy? Uh, (laughs) You can follow me on Twitter at Andy Weiner Actor. I have fun musings about life and comics and. Stuff. Life in this beautiful city. Yeah, just this this concrete jungle that we call life. <laughs> um, and my uh, my feature film that I produced is in final stages of color correction. So you can oh. follow us at uh, at we had this band. It's coming out soon. So yeah, that's about it. Fantastic. Yeah, man. All right. If you've enjoyed this episode, <laughs> why don't you go on there to the internet and maybe download an episode or two for yourself. Uh, or for your family. Yeah. <laughs> Christmas is coming up. Christmas is coming up, yeah. Maybe not your kids. Don't burn, burn a bunch of CDs. Yeah. 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 Uh, we, we encourage everybody who listens to this podcast to go out there and, and relive the nostalgia yourself so that you can be as outraged as we are sometimes or as, uh, confused. as confused and lightened at times. Sure. We do find revelations in these recordings. But I would hours. say, if nothing else, it does give us inspiration. Mm-hmm. Here we are. I like it. Here we are. Thank you, Turtles. Thank you. If you've enjoyed this episode, please don't keep it to yourself. Please let other people out there who listen to podcasts know all about it. You can rate us on iTunes, leave us a review, or you can email us at turtlecompodcast at gmail.com for any questions, answers, or comments and corrections that you might have of your own. And don't 
Don't hesitate to hit us up on Twitter or Instagram either. Yeah. Instagram. Yeah, Instagram. Instagram. Freud's running yeah, here. Freud, yeah. That's Freud's Instagram. Yeah, he loves to post. I'm gonna post. He's gonna post some stuff there later, I think. All right. <laughs> we'll see you next Turtle Tuesday, kids. As we always do. Lightyear. Turtle cow. <laughs> That's a wrap. Thank you guys so much. Oh, yeah, uh, man. We had a fucking blast. It was sorry. great. Sorry we kept you so uh, late. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. That we, I think we all perpetuated the. the yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I love talking to you guys and yeah. you talk. That's, so. Yeah. There's the, the, exciting topics being handled here. <laughs> once, once you get four guys, four, <laughs> no, let me rephrase. Once you get four nerds going, it's kind of hard to shut us up. Yeah. You can try, but you can try. You, you will not. See.